Hey, hey, what up? Is old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. How are you? I hope all is well. It's getting a little ridiculous out there now, isn't it? And I don't mean on any one front. It seems like on many fronts, it's getting a little ridiculous. Like Brazil doesn't seem like they give a shit now, do they? They seem like their approach is, let God sort them out. The last I heard, it was 50,000 cases a day. And on top of that, 1,000 deaths a day. That is so freaking ridiculous and ludicrous. So if this trend keeps up, the projection is within a month, they're going to have over a million cases and 30,000 deaths. 30,000 deaths, that's, to put it into perspective, that is two hockey arenas full of people. That is a lot of dead people. Now, I don't want to make it seem like I care, but even me, when I look at numbers like that, that type of mortality rate, even my eyes grow and I pause for a second. Holy shit. And the problem is, there are a lot of nice Brazilians. I, in fact, I exclusively only know cool Brazilians. I've never met a dickhead Brazilian in my life. Lots of Portuguese dickheads. I understand Brazilians speak Portuguese, but Portuguese are not Brazilians. I've met a lot of greasy, nasty, shitty pork chops, but I've never ever met a single shitty Brazilian. So it actually sucks that of all the people this could happen to, it's happening to some very decent, kind-hearted, easygoing people. Like if this happened in, let's say, well, let's not say, I'm trying to turn over a new leaf here. I'm trying to be less racist until all this hoopla blows over anyway. Once those protests stop, you better believe I've got a few watermelon jokes up my sleeve. But for now, let's let's not name any nation specifically. Let's just say a, a nation that's full of douchebags. That's full of dickheads that exclusively seem to export nothing but shitty people. You know, like those let's just say a, a nation one of those nations that pelt rocks at people until they die. I didn't name anybody. Didn't name any countries. Could be anyone. But those nations, honestly, if you wiped, if they got wiped out by coronavirus, I'd be like, sure, the world economy's in shit. Sure, old Kenny personally, financially, is not in good shape. But you know what? The good Lord did his thing. He went, he, he went to work and did some good. Corona! Krona! And it's not just the Brazilians, it's the United States of America, too. They're screwed. I was just watching the... that Trump rally, which is like, oh my goodness, that is so scary, right? That is... that group right there are the scary white people. Like, that group, you know, they, they're, they're advertised as Trump supporters, they're, they're there to rally behind their president, they're there for a political reason, but let's, let's not mince words. The media dolled it up. This is what we call spin. Let's call a spade a spade. Those guys are white supremacists. They are the scariest, most racist, uninclusive type of people you will ever come across. All the weird shit you hear white people doing and only exclusively white people doing, like young men who skin cats, who feel up school children, who hang black guys on trees. These are the people, or at least these are the descendants of those types of people. These are the type of people who 
have been brought up with white privilege and refuse to give it up. Racism will never go away with these people still around and quite frankly, at the helm, their president's in charge. Now some of them I'm sure are dumb and poor and shit, but there's going to be a fair number of them who are in positions of power and authority. And so long as that's the case, and there seems to be a lot of these guys in the United States of America who think they're invincible, who think they don't need to wear masks. It'll never happen to me. I'm a white guy. I'm a white woman. I do what I want. I take what I want, when I want, how I want. And then boom, 30,000 cases of coronavirus each and every single day with a thousand of those people dying each and every day. And honestly, these mothers, I don't feel bad for them. I don't care. The information is out there. The warnings are out there. The science is out there. And if you do not heed to this stuff because you think you're above it, because you don't like being cooped up in your home, you don't like being told what to do, well then, good riddance. Hey, 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 whitey, how's my ass taste? Now I'm just catching myself. I hope I'm not coming off as uh, anti-white. Because at the end of the day, there are a lot of decent white people. Because that's, that's what's screwy about racism and, and even reverse racism, right? You really can't categorize anybody by the color of their skin. You can, because there's going to be exceptions to every single rule. It really is a lot to do with uh, the culture and where a, na- a nurture more than nature, right? Like with black people, yes, there's systemic racism against them, but it, they've, they've also, I guess it's like cause and effect, I guess because of the systemic racism, they've developed systemic problems of their own, systemic patterns of their own. Because anyone who's arguing with the numbers and saying that that crime rate isn't higher amongst the black community is full of shit and lying. And they're probably the type of person who will tell you they're a woman when they're clearly not. They're the type of person who just believes what they want to believe. And what they believe is like politically correct jargon nonsense. Let's be real. Crime is higher within black communities. That's just the truth. Does that mean all of them, you know, are, are born to be criminals and naturally more inclined to crime if given the opportunity to do otherwise? No, it's just the system. It is what's available to them. It is the path that is available to them. Is that or starve or get thrown on the streets, right? And same thing goes for white people. It's just the system. It's set up in a way that they're always in charge. The cops don't stop them to break their balls about shit and more reason. Certainly don't kick their ass and murder them and stuff in, uh, in cold blood. But I'm getting off topic. This was not part of the plan. What I just wanted to talk about was it's getting ridiculous out there as far as the coronavirus numbers are concerned. Like my dad is really into stocks and stuff. Uh, not that he's a rich man who plays stocks. He just seems to have an interest in it. So sometimes I sit with him and I watch the TV programs and listen to the stuff on the radio. And it sounds like, and it seems like, the stock market is booming. It seems like whatever they lost uh, when the market crashed, it's all come back. And in some cases, seems like, and then some. I'm like, you, you guys understand this can't last, right? There is... Things have been reopened for what, maybe a week or so? Some cases like over in China and Korea and stuff probably open for a month or so. There's already second waves coming in. And that's in China and Korea where people have been, when they were told, stay the hell indoors, they stayed the hell indoors. And those places cannot prevent a second wave. 
the numbers are quite low, like it's quite manageable, but it's still there. And it's always going to be the case until we either develop a vaccine or get that herd immunity. In Canada, you know, the numbers are pretty good, but there will be a second wave. But I think it's going to be a manageable second wave, so long as we keep the border shut. Because Murica, they're talking about, oh, you know, uh, these protests and uh, Memorial Day celebrations are going to lead to a second wave. And the numbers certainly have spiked. It's definitely the case that the numbers are spiking and getting bad. But I wouldn't call it a second wave. They didn't even get over the first one yet. This is wave one that's getting worse because they decided we're done with it. We've waited long enough. This is exactly the thing that Canada was dead set against happening. I don't know how much debt we've created, like hundreds of billions of dollars probably. But it's all meant to be like, we got one shot at this. The system was set up so we deal with it once. You know, money was handed out for, what was it, four months? And then instead of rushing everybody back to work, Trudeau was like, we don't have enough juice to do this twice. Eight more weeks. Here's two more payments. Let's say we go in the hole $300 billion. We got one shot at that. We could bounce back from $300 billion, maybe, I guess so. Nah, I'm assuming we will. But to bounce back from $600 million? Like these guys down south, they don't understand. Sure, like your economy, it can't take much more. But that's why you gotta batten down the hatches and stay the hell indoors and survive this once. Because what do you think's gonna happen in a few months? Round two's coming. Round one isn't even over yet, but round two's gonna come. And what do you think is gonna happen? By coming out early, you know, they tried to save businesses, try to save jobs. If there was ever a chance you could save those things, it won't happen now. Because unless they're, they're cool with millions of deaths, they're going to have to shut down again. And they're going to have to do it right, but they won't because the guy in charge is an idiot. He's a buffoon. He aggressively just does shit because he's used to doing whatever he wants and getting away with it. But he is no god. He is not a deity. He is a mortal man. You can't just push on ahead and expect this thing to just be over and done with. That's just not the way it works. And I think everyone will agree the, well, anyone who's not one of those stupid asses who actually went out to, like, jam up the beaches. Like, that's just disgusting, right? Like, even when there's not a pandemic, even, like, aside from the coronavirus, it's just to be that close to another human being. And it's not, it's definitely not all hot chicks and hot dudes or whatever. It's a bunch of, like, fat guys and fat broads. To be that close to them, I'm sure they, and, like, under the, under the, like, sweltering sun, I'm sure they stink. I don't want to be that close to another human being under those circumstances. Well, like, any circumstance, unless it's, again, unless it's a hot girl, then I want that girl's body against mine. But outside of that, I don't want to be that close to anybody. And under usual circumstances, you might get a little ill because somebody, like, had B.O. or something. And you got a, a, a weak stomach, so you couldn't quite handle it. Now, there's a very good chance you're going to walk away with the feeling of glass in your lungs. But I think most people can agree those guys are idiots. That was a stupid move. But I think your, the debate will be whether or not the Black Lives Matter protests were a good idea or not. And here's the thing. Now, I've talked about it in previous episodes. The initial reaction I agreed with. And if you got to do a little protesting, I guess so. 
But what it got to be ridiculous when it seemed like every single person in LA and Philadelphia all gathered together. Now don't get me wrong, the image, quite powerful. But when you take into context that there is a disease going around right now, a life-threatening disease going around right now, that is passed from human to human in close proximity, then you look at that, that image could also be one of hubris and idiocy. Now, I hope these cats enjoyed being part of a movement, because the next thing they're going to be a part of is the lineup to get into the ER. And it might be the last thing they're a part of. You can never end racism and you will never end racism. I'm telling you, even if aliens were to invade the planet Earth and threaten the human race, Kangs versus humans, I guarantee you, the black guy's still dying first. One last thing about coronavirus. I talked about this thing way longer than I expected to, uh, but... There's one thing that stood out to me that is really, really ridiculous, and that is the stupidity of some people. To think this thing is a hoax. Why? What would anyone have to gain from destroying their economy? <laughs> Things were really good before this happened. The market was booming. Job creation was at an all-time high. People had money in their pockets and hope for the future. Not so much me, but people in general. And then now, everything is in shambles. People losing their livelihoods, losing their homes, losing their businesses. There's nothing to be gained from creating a sham, a hoax. I agree with a healthy dose of skepticism. Because this world's full of shit. I legit believe most people are full of shit. Everybody's like making themselves seem better than they are. Very few humble, modest people out there. Most people are talking shit. Most people are making themselves seem better than they actually are. I'm sure you know somebody who's like, who walks around like they're, like they're a rich guy, but it turns out they're actually in tons of financial debt. They're just like racking it up, racking it up racking up that credit card debt to make themselves seem like somebody, which is stupid. Why do you care what anyone thinks? I dress like ass to work. I really don't care what people think of, of my appearance. Uh, certainly not the people at work, anyway. I mean, you know, if, uh, if I met a, a nice, uh, nice, beautiful girl, I, I might be like, yeah, I hope she likes me back. But even under those circumstances, I'm not going to be like, man... I don't know where, where my next meal's coming from and how I'm going to pay rent this month. But let me get this Gucci jacket and these brand name douchebag shoes. I legit knew a guy that I worked with who made less money than me. This guy was like calling in sick on a regular basis. So and we're not salary workers. If you don't show up for a day of work, you don't get paid. So this dude was missing like, I would not be surprised if he was missing like 25 to 30% of, uh, of work. And this guy, one time we all went out and this guy's talk about, oh, this is designer, this is designer, I'm designer head to toe. I'm like, you're an idiot. Like, I'm barely scraping by working way more than you do. And you're buying Versace this and Gucci that. You might think you're cool, but you're actually a bitch who mooches off his parents. Because if he took his parents out of that picture... Without his parents paying the bills and paying the rent and paying the mortgage or whatnot, the only thing designer in this guy's life 
would be the meds to help him overcome the, the images of him having a whack man's off under the bridge for four fifty a man to make ends meet. I was talking about something else, wasn't I? Oh yeah, skepticism. Skepticism is good. Because people are full of shit. I've had people tell me things that are just like wild lies, like not something that they could even that uh, that they could even hide. It's like it's almost to the point it's something along the lines of the sky is actually green. Like I told you about that time with a guy I worked with. He's a big fat guy, but he's like, oh, I lost 100 pounds in the summer. I'm like, bullshit. I'm like, mm, you'd be lucky if you lost two pounds, bro. And in fact, I feel like you got fatter. I knew a girl who exclusively dated good-looking, successful, douchey guys who, who she's like, oh, I don't care about success. It's about, I want a, a, a nice personality and a sense of humor. I'm like, you don't even have a sense of humor yourself. You have no use for a funny guy. Please don't piss in my ear and tell me it's raining. And especially at my workplace, I don't understand. I think they assume everybody's stupid because it's an entry-level job. But there's things they tell me. And at first, it's like, okay, well, this is what they're going with. But then, like, within two or three days, I'm like, that's clearly lying. They're clearly bullshitting. That's clearly not the truth. It's gone so bad over there. I, I suspect, like, 95% of everything that they say to be complete horseshit. They're covering their ass. They're lying. They're trying to pull a fast one. It's almost to the point now where if they were like, uh, so we have 10 guys on staff now, I would literally turn around and count. So I'm a huge believer in not trusting what people have to say and being skeptical of everything they have to say. But not when it comes to something like this. Because if in a case like this, where people have their doubts about what coronavirus is, if it's actually real, what you're basically betting is your life. If you are wrong, you could die. That is where I draw the line. Being right doesn't matter that much to me. I mean, living doesn't really matter that much to me, but I feel like this is a bitch-ass chump way to die. Like when I'm getting my uniform in hell and I'm in line with all the people who just died, they're like, hey, how, how'd, uh, how'd you get here? And if I reply, I didn't believe in coronavirus. I'm getting my ass kicked in hell. I'm getting the fork twice a day. And the most ridiculous thing of all is they're getting rid of Aunt Jemima. What the hell? Why? How's that a racist thing? She's a successful black woman. She has a quality, maybe not quality, but she has a successful product. She's a household name. That is the American dream right there. Success, wealth, and recognition. Who in the world looks at a bottle of Aunt Jemima and, ha and, and says, I own you, bitch. No, you don't. She owns you. You're paying for her. You're paying for the pleasure of eating her product. As a fat boy, I had Aunt Jemima in my house all the time, had it with my waffles, had it with my pancakes all the time. She was literally like my aunt. I feel like that is success beyond most brands, beyond any brand, really, to, to feel such a connection to your clients, to your customer base, as to have them feel like you're part of their family. I feel like Pepsi jumped a shark on this one. They shat the bed. I think this was them covering their ass too much.
I feel like they should have rolled the dice. If like hundreds of thousands of people march up to your your factory, which they might, because this seems like everybody just loves a good protest these days. If they march up to your Pepsi factory and they're like, we'll burn you down if you don't get rid of Aunt Jemima. That's some racist shit. Then you go, all right, I guess so. If they're willing to burn a Wendy's that really had nothing to do with anything, they're, I, I, I take their word. They're probably not bluffing. They're going to burn me down for my delicious syrup. And now there's rumblings that Uncle Ben's next. Again, who looks at Uncle Ben's and is, is like, I'm better than you. I'm more successful than you. You're nothing. You're less than me. You're my slave. Bitch, if anything, I'm the slave to that delicious rice. The delicious instant rice. Man, I love my rice and I love it fast. There are times like I'll stand by my rice cooker and be like, I'm so hungry. Why don't you cook faster? And then on the odd chance I have a pack of Uncle Ben's instant rice on hand, problem solved. MSG, mm-mm, tastes so damn good. You win, Uncle Ben. You made it. You're living the African-American dream, baby. Like, this is so crazy. People are literally suckling at the teat of Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben. Getting rid of them seems like the racist thing to do, actually. They're wiping out an American staple. They're wiping out an icon. That is the true act of evil and racism here. I'm on to you, Pepsi. I'm on to you. And quickly, just because, you know, as I said, I'm an entertainment show. I don't want this to be about how dumb the American president is. I don't want this to be about how dumb the Brazilian president is. He's getting off easy. He's a damn fool, too. And I don't want this to be about how dumb many of the civilians in both those countries seem to be. I want to talk about video games. I want to talk about music. I want to talk about movies. To once again touch on... Uh, the Star Wars Squadron game. I mentioned that's what it's called now. Star Wars Maverick, which would have been a better title, actually, is now called Star Wars Squadron. And it seems cool. I was right. You're clearly going to play as a chick, at least in the story. But then it seems like you have like the choice of five different presets to play with uh, in other modes. Which, come on, guys. Holy shit. It's 2020. Have some sort of creative player. Not as pre, pre-made heads. Give us like 30 different eye sights. Or if, you're, if that's too much, 10 to 15 different eyes to choose from. 10 to 15 different nose to choose from. And ditto for mouth, face, and hair. Yes, I, I would. Given the option of playing as a big black guy or a, or a meek Asian guy, I'm going to choose meek Asian guy because that's closer to who and what I am. But it'd be really nice if everybody could just make themselves. Lord knows none of my dreams have come true. At least you can give me some Star Wars dreams. I mean, I'm giving you my hard-earned money to do so anyway. But it does look cool. It does. It features VR, which is pretty cool. Not that I'm interested in VR, but at least that's an option. And it seems exciting. It seems intense. It seems like it's going to be fun. But it's an EA Star Wars game. They're going to screw it up somehow. They already have, as far as I'm concerned, by not giving you a creative player. But, you know, much like Star Wars Battlefront, once it gets under 20 bucks and nobody really wants it, I'll pick it up. Why not? YOLO, you only live once, but if you don't play your cards right, it's a much shorter ride than it could have been. 
you lucky duck. All right, that's it. That's episode 252, I believe, of the Kenny Ho Show. I hope you had yourself a great time. I enjoyed myself, or whatever that's worth. All right, you take care of yourself, and I will talk to you next time. This has been the Kenny Ho Show, and now it's nap time. Toodles!